When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. Yep, sports are in, but players, well, they're opting out. Is there a right and a wrong to this situation? And speaking of opting out, that's what residents of New York City want to do. Why? Because our mayor has turned New York City into a dump. That's why. So like I said, listen up because you're really going to want to get a load of this. All right. I don't even know where to start. That's how insanity has taken over. Really, that's where it's, it's mind-boggling to me what is going on. When I talk to people, I say the world has gone upside down, inside out, every which way but loose. It's crazy. But first, I'm going to start on New York City. When I say the mayor has turned it into a dump, I'm using the term dump because I... (laughs) I don't want to, I mean, there's words that I can't use. Well, I can because it's a podcast, but I just don't want to. I have never seen, I do not understand how this stiff was elected, let alone elected for a second term. He is destroying this city. He is the worst leader, Dumbo de Blasio, Bill Dishonorable de Blasio, is the worst mayor this city has ever, ever seen. Bar none. And I'm living here a long time. I know there are problems and you got to deal with all sorts of problems. And and believe me, this is New York City. It's a big place. Not easy to run. But nobody has sat in his seat and done a worse job. And you've heard me talk about him several times. I'll tweet about him. I don't have an ax to grind with the guy except that he's awful. He's awful. His wife's awful. Many of his leaders are awful. It's it's a disgraceful situation. And and really what it gets, first of all, New York City just reached for 2020, and 2020 is not over yet. 1,000 shooting victims. 1,000. There have been 821 shootings, 1,000 victims. All right? It's a war zone out there. Now, just go back a year ago. You know what you had? 
you had 466 shootings. 551 victims. <laughs> that sounds like good numbers compared to this year. Go back the year before, 2018, 499 shootings, 548 victims. Those numbers sound good compared to this year, but it's just gone from bad to worse. It's just gone from bad to worse. And and then you have, you know, this bail reform and people getting out and like there's no there are no consequences for people's actions. None. Zero. We have a situation. You had a situation this past Friday night. Um, the Dermot Shea, our, our police commissioner, who I firmly believe his hands are tied. I mean, he made himself look terrible, but I firmly believe his hands are tied. There was an it, a situation where um, the police went to get somebody who um, used a bullhorn to scream into a um, female, uh, doesn't matter if it's female or male, female cop's ear. Okay? There's a law against doing that. He had been charged with um, felony assault in the second degree. A, ch- a, a charge because um, it recognizes any injury causing a, a t- attack on a cop. Okay? All right, fine. They go to the guy's house, this activist. They go to his house, and he doesn't let the cops in. You know, they went, there's a bunch of cops. You know, they went in force. So he goes, he's not letting anybody in and they do live streaming. And what ends up happening? Dermot Shea, the police commissioner, told the cops to stand down and go away with protesters outside with their own bullhorns. How's that? And the, the perpetrator, who they wanted to get, His answer online, what did I do? I was born black. That's what I did. Oh, okay. So here we go again. It's now, and this is what has been created. This is what has been created. As I said last week here, I am all for American Lives Matter. Yes. When it comes to Black Lives Matter, no. Because black Lives Matter is a bad organization. It's a racist organization. It's an organization that tells you, use your blackness to be a victim. That's what it's teaching. I'll stand with all African Americans when it comes to standing against racism. When it comes to Black Lives Matter, the Black Lives Matter organization, I turn my back. It's a big difference. But this is what has happened. This is a direct result of Dumbo de Blasio. This is what he's done. This is what he's created. And this goes back to last last summer when cops were having buckets of water and ice thrown on them and people are laughing. It's, it's madness. But this bum de Blasio is more concerned about... Po- Uh, painting murals, painting Black Lives Matter uh, uh, slogans on the street in front of uh, Trump Towers on Fifth Avenue. Yeah, that's cool. But let's get what has happened on the Upper West Side. I mean, if I was living on the Upper West Side, 
I'd be screaming blue murder how pissed off I am what has happened to my neighborhood. People paying a lot of money to live there, and it's, it's disgusting. I mean, and I don't know if you've seen the pictures in the papers this past week. Guys laying in the street. Guys masturbating in the street. Yeah, jerking off. That's right. On the steps of the New York Historical Society. Yeah. Yeah. Last Thursday, at noontime, at the 72nd Street subway, it's a good area, a 40-year-old woman, just a random attack, she was stabbed. The night before, a 56-year-old man (laughs) dining out with his wife was sucker punched. What the hell is going on? And that's why I say people are starting to opt out. They're saying, screw this. I had enough. I got young kids. Quite frankly, it doesn't matter if you have young kids, middle-aged kids, teenage kids. You don't have kids. You're a senior citizen, whatever. It's not a way to live. The stuff that I just read to you, you would think it's it's happening in some God-forsaken, God-awful area. Then you have, uh, what's it, the three, there's three hotels on the Upper West Side. The Lucerne, um, I think that's 79th in Amsterdam. The Belclair, uh, that's, that's 76 in Broadway. And then I think the third one is the Bel Nord. That's up in the 80s. These are now homeless shelters. And who's living, the, who's living in these homeless shelters? They're not families in need. They're crammed with junkies. You got sex offenders living there amongst your children, um, it, it, where schools could be. I mean, think about it. Why the hell would you want to stay and live in New York City? And it, This sickens me because anybody who knows me I am a born New Yorker, born and bred, and proud of it. Wear it on my sleeve. I'm a born in the Bronx, but raised in Brooklyn. Are you kidding me? You hear me talk about it all the time. The fact that I'm from the projects is a source of great pride for me. And all the people I grew up with, black and white, were from the projects. And I went to Brooklyn Tech in the middle of Fort Greene. Black and white and blue and yellow and green and all colors from all over. And we all had one thing in common. None of us had a pot to piss in. And we all made it. Despite the challenges. Despite obstacles in our way. And you know why we made it? Because we had to make it. We, we were never allowed, not what, none of our parents, and I mean it, not none. I don't care if you were white, you were Jewish, you were Italian, you were Irish, you were black. None of our parents ever allowed us to know, to think of ourselves as victims for any reason. Racism, anti-Semitism, no, just go do it. And also when a cop looks at you the wrong way, you hightail it away. Don't be a smart ass. And, and remember something else when it comes to all this protesting stuff. 
I grew up in the 60s. Believe me, there were Vietnam protests, draft protests. I lived through pl- plenty of protests. But today, they protest. What the hell can I protest about today? And here, here's the best thing now. On the Upper West Side, when this is all, all this shit is happening, I mean, you got people defecating, peeing in the streets. Jerking off, shooting up. You want that in your neighborhood? But now you have cert- a small group. There was a small group over the weekend. I mean, when I say small, I think it was about 30, 40 people. Some of them, guess what they were wearing? Black Lives Matter t-shirts. They were a welcoming committee. Yeah, that's right. They wanted to welcome the homeless. They were having kids put chalk on the street. Everyone deserves a home. Yeah, everyone deserves a home. But it doesn't have to be in my home. And again, when we talk about everyone deserves a home, again, I'm not talking about a mom with a couple of kids who's got no place to live and who's homeless. I'm not talking about that. I got no problem with that. Yeah. But you got junkies and pedophiles, sex offenders, bad people, mentally ill. You don't just put them there. They need help. But but yet, hey, Dumbo de Blasio and his wife, Shirley McRae, remember they had, you know, there's a billion dollars for Thrive NYC. Where the hell did it go? She was supposed to help. Her, her big mandate was we're going to help the mentally uh, ill and challenged, whatever the hell she wanted to call it. I haven't seen any help. Right now, I'm recording this from the new digs, WABC, but the old digs were at Two Penn Plaza above Madison Square Garden. I used to walk out of the garage one block away watching people literally pulling their pants down, taking a crap right there on the sidewalk as I'm turning the corner at 31st Street and 7th Avenue. I kid you not. And you know what? The, he was doing that when a Porto John was 20 feet away. Now, that wasn't a residential area. These people on the Upper West Side are living in a residential area. Are you kidding me? Shootings are through the roof and nothing is being done. Shootings are through. This is like gunfight at the OK Corral. Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday wouldn't be able to take care of this business. This makes the tombstone like uh, Alice in Wonderland. It's a joke. It's a freaking joke. When does the madness stop? I mean, Really? It just, it just leaves me dumbfounded. And don't tell me that this is about racism. Racism, my ass. We've reached a point, and de Blasio has done this as well. We've reached a point where let's make racism the excuse for everything, and that's the easiest thing for somebody who's not getting it their way or feels oppressed, I'm a victim. I'm a victim. I'm a victim. 
He's created this. And now he's making, now people are making other people feel guilty because they don't want these people in their neighborhood. What the hell is going on? And for all these people, you know, all these people, everyone deserves a home and Black Lives Matter and well, what did I do to deserve this? Well, why the hell aren't you people going out every time? I've said this for the last month. Every time that there is a innocent kid killed in the black community, how come you're not going out there raising your fist and wearing your T-shirt saying this black life mattered? This black life mattered. Brandon Hendricks, that 17-year-old high school basketball player from Monroe High School in the Bronx, shot dead at a barbecue. Not a gang member, a nice kid going to college, shot dead. His life mattered. How come? Where's that? Again, Davel Gardner, one year old, one year old, sitting in a stroller, shot dead at a barbecue. Walking with his dad or his mom. Are you kidding me? How come nobody wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirts and fist raised with that and the bullhorn saying, we can't be doing this to ourselves. We're making ourselves look like idiots. We're playing up to every bad stereotype that they say about us. Nothing. And where's Dumbo de Blasio? He, he was saying, mm, this shouldn't happen. I'm upset that this happened. Oh, big guy. This is what New York City has turned into. I want New York City to remain the best city in the world, but it's not now. On top of which, you know, we're dealing with the pandemic. It's rough times. And it just continues to get rougher and rougher and rougher. I, I mean, I'll tell you what. My daughters lived in Manhattan. You know, they got out of school. They got married. If my kids were living in Manhattan now, I wouldn't sleep at night. I would not sleep at night. I never wanted to be a cranky old fart. <laughs> And say, you know what? In my day, it was better. But damn it, in my day, it was better. The Brooklyn that I lived in was better. Everybody got along. Yeah, we had our fights and this and that. And we weren't shooting each other. We looked out for one another. Again, like I said, I went to Brooklyn Tech that was located in Fort Greene. So we had friends from all over the city. And if black kids were coming to my neighborhood... We'd meet them at the train station at the, to make sure that they were cool and safe. And if I was going, let's say, up to Harlem or Bed-Stuy, they'd meet me at the train station to make sure I was safe. Everybody looked out for one another. Today, everybody's killing, one, killing each other, one another, and using everything, color, as an excuse. There's no excuse for the behavior that I'm seeing. There's no excuse for what I'm seeing on the Upper West Side with how these people are living. There is no excuse for all these shootings except for the fact the excuse is the mayor and his city leaders are allowing it. 
Dermot Shea, the commissioner, says, cops stand down, walk away. Then Cy Vance, the, the, the DA, lessens the charge. What the hell is going on? What the hell is going on? So I don't like people living the city, leaving the city, but I sure as hell are not going to blame anybody. And then you have Dumbo de Blasio, you know, like he doesn't like the wealthy. He's so full of shit, he's choking on it. He doesn't like the wealthy. You know when he likes the wealthy? When he was running for uh, re-election and calling them up to, to shovel money in his coffers. Then the wealthy is okay. Then the wealthy is just fine. The guy's a socialist commie. That's what he is. I'm, I'm sorry. That's, that's what he is. I, my friends, none of us, we had one thing in common. None of us had, we, we, all grew up, we all grew up with, nobody had a pot to piss in. And you know what our parents all told us? It was never an excuse. Our parents all told us. Every one of them. Roll up your sleeves, go to school, bust your ass so you can go make a lot of money. That's what we were told. You're living in a socialist city run by a socialist imbecile that people are allowed to just do what the hell they want. It's a disgrace. I love New York. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I wear it with a great deal of pride. I started my career in Toronto. And, and being from New York was a great sense of pride for me. I wanted everybody to know it. But the pride that you had in New York, you can't have that pride now because it's an embarrassment. New York City has become an embarrassment, a dangerous embarrassment. And that's, that's all on Dumbo de Blasio. All on Dumbo de Blasio. Now, having said that, Let me trans transfer to uh, my other opt-out situation. Players in sports. There seems to be a discussion or, or a debate. You know, players are opting out because of the coronavirus. I think of the most recent count, I believe 66 NFL players have opted out for the coming season which is slated to start, uh, I believe it's September 10th. And the first weekend is uh, the 12th. Look, there is no, to me, you know, in my opening I said, is there a right and a wrong? To me, there is no right or wrong when it comes to opting out. You have to do what is right for you. And what I mean by you for what's right by you and your family. I, I don't know what your maybe pre-existing condition is. I don't know what your situation is in the house. I don't know if you have a wife or a husband that's ill. Uh, well, uh, if a wife, I'll say, since I'm talking about NFL players. But I don't know your situation. I don't know your situation. I don't know if your parents have existing conditions. I don't know if you, somebody's pregnant or, or, or you have a newborn. I don't know. Either do you. So you can't pass judgment on somebody who wants to opt out and not play. 
I've said this all along. I do not know. I thought it was a bad idea for sports to, um, like I thought baseball was ridiculous to have a baseball season. I still mean that. Still feel the same way. I mean, you have uh, the Marlins, you know, they had like half their team at one point, quarantine. Uh, the, the Cardinals went something like for a week or so without playing. It, it, you know, I just don't know how you have, a, a, you know, it's not a real season. As it is, it's not a real season. It's only a 60-game season in baseball, okay? I, I, I just don't know. It, you know, b- baseball players have opted out. Football players for their coming season are opting out. Um, basketball players have opted out. I don't know the number on NHL players. Now, we know that NHL players and, and NBA players are playing in a bubble, Baseball players are not. Now, without question, you got to be stupid not to be, to abide by common, I'm not even saying rules, to abide by common sense. And and don't get me wrong. I, I feel this is the toughest for young people. I mean, I wouldn't want to be 20, 21 years old, 19 years old, my mid 20s whatever. I wouldn't want to be a young single person during all this meeting ladies in bars, meeting girls, going out on dates. You can't do that now. Well, you can, but you got to be careful. And some guys just aren't careful. Now, getting back to the NFL, Deion Sanders, Hall of Famer Deion Sanders, one of the best to play his position. He tweeted this out. All players Opting out in all sports, please believe the game will go on without you. This is a business, and don't you ever forget that. There's no one that's bigger than the game itself. Only the ref, umps, and officials are that important that you can't play without them. Not you. Dion, use a little common sense. Now, first of all, Dion Sanders works for the NFL Network, which is the, an arm of the NFL. Listen. I do a post-game show for the Giants on Fox 5 here in New York. I do a talk show on the Giants, a call-in show twice a week, Big Blue Kickoff Live on the Giants uh, for Giants website, Giants.com. So I've got a stake in this, but I'm not going to tell somebody not to opt out. I'm not even going to criticize somebody for not opting out. I'll criticize a player for dogging it, but for opting out over the coronavirus, can't do that. Cannot do that. Yeah, Dion, if you're talking that the game goes on without you, the game goes on without everybody. So what's your message? What is the message here? To To be a scaredy cat? Is that what you're calling people? Everybody's well aware that the game goes on without them. But to criticize or insinuate, well, believe the game, please believe the game will go on without you. This is a business. Don't you ever forget that. Trust me, football players know it's a business because unlike the other sports, there are no guaranteed contracts or if there is any, it's like a handful. I don't even think on one hand. So you're going to criticize people for opting out? 
And then uh, don't get me wrong, Deion Sanders is not the only one, but he was the one who came out with it. I I just think I can't ever criticize anybody for worrying about what well, quite frankly worrying, worrying about himself, but worrying about his family. Everybody, there's not a person who's not afraid, who's not scared with this coronavirus. Not a one. Not a one. People, I'm walking around with a mask. I'm not going out for dinners. Once, only once have I gone out to dinner with my wife. And it was just to a neighborhood place in New Jersey when uh, uh, we sat by ourselves when uh, the restaurant outdoor seating opened up. Only once. We like going out a lot. Why am I doing it? Because I want to be safe and I want to be smart. I got grandkids. I got daughters and son-in-laws. I want to be able to see them all the time. So I got to be smart. There, there was a period, if you guys remember, maybe it was a stretch of about a month where I didn't do the podcast, where I didn't do this, get a load of this podcast. Why? Because my, you know, and, and I wanted to come in and I was going to be careful and get, wear my gloves and my mask. And my wife and my daughters begged me and, and to the point of tears. Because they were just afraid. And then if I was going to go in, you know, was I going to put my grandsons, three little guys, five, four, and two and a half at risk? Those, if, if I'm thinking about that, what are these young guys, these football players thinking about? Just because the big, strong, strapping guys and making a lot, a lot of money, that doesn't make them immune from anything. So... You want to opt out, guys, be my guest and opt out. You're not going to get any criticism from me. Now, I will say this. I believe football. See, here's the irony of the whole thing. Even though baseball and football are not playing in bubbles, see, to me, baseball has the best chance of not um, spreading infection if everybody uses common sense. Why? Well, Go look at a basketball game and go look at a baseball game. Uh, excuse me, a basketball game and hockey, okay? They're, they're in, in a bubble. Yes, they're playing, you know, in a secluded, yeah, secluded area, if you will, if seclusion is the word. But they're on top of each other all the time. And, and in basketball, I mean, there's spit and sweat flying in everybody's face all the time. No one's jaking it. I, that I will say. Baseball, they're not in a bubble, but think about it. Baseball players aren't playing on top of one another. The guy in left field and center field and right field, the first base, they're not on top of one another. Yeah, if there's a sliding player, what? but they're not on top of one another. So to me, if you're maintaining common sense, and you being smart in your off hours, you're going to be okay. Now let's get to the NFL. Obviously, you're playing tackle football, so there's going to be face-to-face banging. Okay, you got helmets on and this and that. Okay. But football, 
unlike the other sports, football, you're just traveling to the city that you're playing in once a week. You're living at home. It's a big difference. You, you, you know, you, you're not hanging out in hotels, and when you guys hang out, young guys hang out in, tall, uh, in hotels, they want to go out at night. That's what we were talking about with baseball. But football, no. Go to practice every day, go home. Go to work every day, go home. Go to practice, go home. Go to the city that you're playing in, play your game, go home. Common sense does need to prevail. Everybody needs to be smart and wisen up. Wise up. But if you want to opt out, if somebody wants to opt out, far be it for me to criticize anybody for opting out. And I don't think anybody should be critical of a guy if he wants to opt out. I just don't. But like I said when I opened this thing up today, sports are in, but players are opting out. I don't think there's a right and a wrong. And as far as New York City residents opting out, I don't want to see them opt out, but I sure as hell can't blame them. Because sorry to say, New York City just ain't what it used to be. Thank you, dishonorable Dumbo Bill de Blasio. And right now, folks, that's a wrap here. I want to thank all of you for getting a load of this. Now I'd like to get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can tell me on Twitter at Russ Salzberg, on Facebook. You can also always check out my website, russsalzberg.com. My thanks to the lovely Ariel, who takes such good care of me, got me set up today. I want to thank uh, 77 WABC Program Director Dave Labrosi, his outstanding assistant, PD Matt Dahl, President and General Manager here at WABC Radio, Chad Lopez. And last but certainly not least, a great big thank you to all of you wonderful people out there, because without you people, I'd have nobody here to be talking to. So until next time, it's Russ Salzberg saying bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Talk to you next week. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.